Ultra. Welcome back to the Cordano Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're about to go off on Minute 8, which begins with Janine pointing out that her boyfriend isn't Bob, it's Dave, and ends with Nicholas's cab passing a sign for Sanford's model village. And uh, we're joined once again, happy to have them, Norman and Cass. Hi. Hello. Happy to have you guys. Yeah, Happy. welcome back. Yeah. Happy days. Going into Sanford, leaving London. Mm-hmm. It's a red letter day here on Hot Fuzz Bennett. It is. Uh, Sanford is where we're going to spend most of our days. <laughs> it is a little... He, he's not unlike the Fresh Prince. He gets banished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he meets new friends. <laughs> he got in a fight and his mom got scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he sent him to live... In a village, yeah. Sanford. Like the Fresh Prince, he's in a village in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's constantly bucking with authority, right? And rules. <laughs> yeah, the Fresh Inspector of Sanford, mm-hmm. Chief Inspector. The Fresh Inspector sounds like someone who works for the FDA. Mm. The Fresh Inspector. That's true. Like that guy from, uh, like that guy from Bob's Burgers. Oh um, yeah, yeah. The guy who's always trying to crack down on Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, speaking of Bob, um, we've hey, got, yeah, we got we got Bob here. He's sad because <laughs> he's not Kate Blanchett's uh, boyfriend. And um, yeah, look, man, I get it. I get it, man. Uh, shade. As, as we should be. Yeah, from on Janine's part, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Bob looks like someone I would date. Um, it's Dave, and now Dave is uh, actually in in the shot. It is. Um, Someone else. I forget who it is. I feel like it's like a second AD or something like that. And then uh, they needed ADR and uh, he wasn't available to do the ADR for Dave because uh, he was on another project. And so that is actually Edgar Wright saying, hello there. Um, <laughs> All sexy. <laughs> yeah. That is, With his little brush. Yeah. That is, little, that is Edgar Wright. Flip. Yeah. He's That's feeling funny. good. Hello there. I'm dating Kate Blanchett. That's right. You'd be feeling good, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think this proves that they are just like the most inept CSI team. Like, how is how is the revelation that this the, the, the window was broken from the inside? Uh, like, how is that not the first thing that you notice yeah. as a CSI? It gets audible uh, reactions huh? from, from the... Yeah. They, get, yeah. They, make Scooby, they make Scooby-Doo noises. <laughs> right. She's the, the Tim Allen hole? Yeah. Huh? What? Oh my god! Uh, we get a we get a last great little bit of Cape uh, Blanchett eye acting, mm-hmm. I, and it's so funny too because it it's supposed to be like I think she's playing it like man you really can't switch off, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's like but you guys didn't notice this really important thing, right? <laughs> like I know he can't switch off, but like my god, 
Um, I don't know. Like, was she like saving that revelation so that she could be? Well, I, I guess from her perspective, it was more that even during this very vulnerable emotional moment, he still was like a clue. Yeah, I guess it's true. <laughs> yeah. I am a police officer. It's like how in Ray. It's like how in Ray, even though Ray Charles is having like a big crazy fight with his girlfriend or what or mistress at the time yeah when she was like hit the road jack he still was like wait hold on and they started swaying bobbing, yeah bobbing <laughs> hit the road jack oh. and then she was like you just can't switch off and then she ran away <laughs> <laughs> did you mean that did he mean me or that <laughs> um <laughs> anyway so there is uh there's one small scene cut out that uh i I don't miss at all because I think it I think it keeps the pacing moving at a really a really nice clip. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it does it, it's interesting because it feels like a Shaun of the Dead kind of scene rather than a Nick rather than a hot fuzz scene. Oh, interesting. Um, so there's a bit here missing after uh, the the Janine scene. It actually cuts to the section house, which we we get a little bit of, but it's like part of a montage of him like moving out of the section house. But there's actually a scene where um he is uh packing up and then one of the recruits comes into the comes in through the doorway and he says is it true you're leaving sir and angel says yes it is true and he's and the recruit goes is it okay if we have your milk (laughs) (laughs) wow what yeah that's funny yeah that's that's something you cut yeah well it just feels like it feels like something from Shaun of the dead like the you're right the the um like the th- the thing that would happen to Sean a lot in that movie was uh uh every time he would have like a little hope of someone being on his side it right. would reveal that they weren't on his side and That's they were true. just mm-hmm. like you know wanting more yeah. or taking more away from him and just yeah yeah he just get lower you know what'd been funny though is uh so we've been talking about well one of the things we talked about last week is that there's this kind of meta th- thing going on with the casting of the uh, of, of, of Nicholas's higher-ups, the officers. You know, like Martin mm-hmm. Freeman is like one step above him. Steve Coogan is two steps above him. And then at the very top, you have Bill Nighy. Mm-hmm. How it's kind of creating this hierarchy. I like the idea of this recruit guy being played by like like uh, the guy from About a Boy. Oh, yeah. Or Nicholas Holt? Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Or like I, I think he would have been too young at this point. Or like Taron Edgerton. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know who would have been in 07. Yeah. But it would have been funny <laughs> if it had been like a young up-and-coming British actor. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, yeah, and we get, the, we get the, the, the newspaper clipping of hero gun cop saves family, which I love the specificity of gun cop because cops don't have guns in, in England. And so he was right. part of like that special forces team that had guns. Sure. Um, to stop that kidnapping that we saw in the opening montage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, they have to specify, like, he's a hero cop, but he didn't take him down with a, with a no. bobby stick. Not like a normal cop. This cop used a gun. He didn't chase him down with a club and bash him in the side of the head. No, he had yeah. a gun. No, he had a gun. Oh, Still man. a hero, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we get what is maybe, like, one of my favorite montages in the whole movie, um, which is... The uh, the travel sequence to Sanford, um, setting up the idea that it's like in the middle of nowhere uh, mm-hmm. and that it's taking hours for him to get there. His cell phone is losing signal the farther and farther he goes. He has to take a bus, two trains and two cabs to get there. Um, it's a it's a process to get to Sanford. I love how cumbersome the Japanese piece Lily is. 
<laughs> yeah. I love that it takes up a whole seat. I love that it like just is taking up his whole lap. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, if he well had now it's had, his whole life? It's his whole right. life. Yeah. Well, do you think if he had if he hadn't had that conversation with Janine about caring about something other than your job, do you think he would even bother have taken? Would would have even bothered oh, to have taken his piece, Lily? Like the, yeah. Or is or is he like trying to prove her wrong? But the only thing he has is a plant. Sure, it's like his last tether to any kind of relationship. Yeah, something else that's alive, which is really sad. Yeah, that is very sad. Not this even is, a. This is all I have. Yeah, not even like a fish. <laughs> not even a fish. <laughs> Japanese <laughs> piece, Lily. And uh, it's I, I not even know. an animal. It's a plant. <laughs> yeah. You could argue that having a plant's better than having a fish. They're not as messy. Not as you messy. don't have to change yeah. the water every month yeah. or whatever. Neither one provides any real companionship. Less of a bummer when it dies. But I, but see, you feel bad for I Sometimes when I look at a fish, I feel bad for it. I know mm-hmm. that makes... I'm just projecting my stupid human brain onto a fish. You're right. But like I feel like I would be cooped up. Mm-hmm. I know that's not how it works. But that's just <laughs> what, my, that's what my brain says. And sure. so sometimes I don't like looking at a fish. But if I see like a plant... Because I've had like... I had a cactus... In my old apartment, and I kind of dug it. And my mom, my mom grows a lot of stuff, so maybe I'm just picking that up. Mm-hmm. You guys have any plants? Have we talked about that, Cassie? Yeah, we talked, about, I, that. Uh, we talked about it. Yeah, no, I have a black thumb. I've killed a cactus before, so. <laughs> oh my god! I, I know. How do you kill a cactus, Cass? I don't know. That's the joke. But my friend just gave me some succulents, and I'm just like, oh god, I'm gonna kill these. And she's like, no, it's fine. They're really low maintenance. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm worse than Nicholas Angel. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a healthy a healthy lily. It does. It does seem like he, he takes pretty good care of it. Um, I, one, one well, note because he does everything in, by the book, including plant care, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing that I put in my notes uh, about the, uh, the CSI is going back to that scene for a second, is I put, I put that they, they remind me of, like, Lego characters from the Lego video games. Like... Mm. The way that they all just go, huh? Right. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Like, it just, yeah. That's what they remind me of. You know, I, someday as he gets older, I bet, like, Edgar Wright makes, like, a Hugo. Or, like, a like a Tintin. Yeah, oh, like yeah, probably. Young, something for young audiences. Yeah. I don't know if that ever... Well, I mean, he technically made a Tintin. Because he That's did true. write it. He did write it. Yeah. With, with, uh, with the, Joe, Joey Cornish. With, like... And your man Speedy Moffs. Yeah, well, that was, they were, that was a separate writing. Oh, uh, Yeah, they didn't write it together. Oh, man, yeah. that never happened? No, Joe, Joe, Joe <laughs> and Edgar wrote a draft. draft. <laughs> yeah, no, Joe and Edgar yeah. wrote a draft, and then, and then Stephen Moffat wrote a draft. It's good, Stephen. It's good whack. Oh, thank you, Edgar. It's great <laughs> Oh, no. Happy to leave. The Stephen Moffat voice. It's back. It's back. <laughs> Crossover it episode. Crossover. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah, but this is this is a great sequence. I mean, you know, there's that there's that video about Edgar Wright visual comedy that I feel like it's spread around a lot, and mm-hmm. it, it uses this scene as like a center point. But yeah, so much is told. It has an energy to it, uh, and it's yeah. The, the word I keep the word I always come back to is just economical. Yeah, it's like no space wasted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like less than a minute when all is said and done. Right, like it's spread out over two minutes here, but like right, right, right. But it's yeah. definitely, it's like, it, I think the whole thing is like, you know, maybe 30 seconds yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. And it's, it, it just, I don't know, it really sets you up of like, oh man, he is like leaving London and going out into the middle of nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds and me he's of. He's going to go uh, die out in the bog somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sanford reminds me of the town that I grew up in, um, uh, Hope, Indiana. And, it uh, reminds me of this town that we live in right now. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, watch out. Don't, uh, don't cross the neighborhood watch. Um, I guess so. The and, then, uh, and then, and then, yeah. Like in in retrospective, you can it makes sense. But I bet that for your for a few first viewing, the the model village setup does seem really random. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a model village. Uh, all right, weird. Is that? I wonder Why is there a model village? Yeah. Is that normal in the UK? Is that a tradition? What in, model in, villages? In, in, in like you know rural areas. I have no idea. We should ask that to uh, some of our British listeners or maybe a future British, a British guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll ask them what they think, but uh, I don't know. I, I, this is, uh, I think this is like the first time I've ever even seen a model village, model city. Oh, well, maybe that's like, why it's worth pointing out is because it's such a novelty. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's Welcome to our village. Would you like to explore a smaller version of our small village? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like how like a town in America will have, we have a big old ball of yarn. You know, the, the great thing about having a model village as like, if you were like a young filmmaker growing up in Sanford, like you could get all kinds of cool aerial shots of oh, the yeah. city if because you, you just, you just, you know, use your camera phone or whatever uh, to like shoot the model village and so, get like awesome aerial that's so shots. Funny. I, I went to, when you said filmmaker, I pictured like, yeah, the young Peter Jackson lived in Sanford. He would just make like 38,000 like King Kong movies. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> that works too. But yeah, I feel like you'd get in trouble doing that because you'd be yeah. damaging the model. Yeah. Village. He'd be vandalizing the model village. Yeah. He yeah. would be rent a gorilla suit from party city for one of his friends. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, Nick, like if, if, if uh, Peter Jackson did that, they'd kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Be overrun by crusty filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wonder, well, no, that's, that's, I guess that's London. But like, I do love these opening aerial shots of London um, just because it is very Tony Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or uh, Michael Bay. Yeah. Does he do that? I just, I, I, I just picture like shots of I think like, there's shots like that in Transformers. The first <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There's only just like an American flag or like, oh right, a big old plane getting piled up. Yeah. <laughs> people coming out of a uh, people coming out of the ocean on a beach. <laughs> um. So remember when they did that Point Break uh, remake sure. like a few years ago? Man, they should have just given it to Michael Bay and just said like, do whatever you want. <laughs> and I think it would have been like ten times more interesting than what it was, Go what nuts. it ended up being. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm, anyway. ha- I'm happy. I'm I'm I, I'm happy that Michael Bay seems to have moved on from his Transformers movies, and we might get some hopefully some non some non yeah. Because I yeah. Re- I mean I still really like Pain and Gain. Yeah, um, I guess we'll see. Um, anyway, my- I mean I guess I guess that's I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know. it, it is literally a transitionary minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do like the day to night transition. Him getting woken up by the train, mm-hmm. still oh, clinging to the plant. I, hate I can't drop happens, this. Though. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like how sparse his life is. It reminds me of Nick. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He just doesn't, doesn't own a great many things. Right. Just it's what I need. Survives a, a monk like existence. Mm-hmm. I know. Is yeah. that all of his stuff? Like, yeah, that's all of his stuff. That's everything. Oh my God. Like a Keep suitcase and a garment bag. And a Japanese and a piece, Lily. And, and, and a, a Japanese plant. piece, Lily. Yep. His, his child, the plant. 
That's all you need. I, uh, man. But uh, yeah, I also love that the the second train is like slightly shittier than the first. Train. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like even even that's getting like more rustic and less like polished. That's funny. Yeah, I think that's fun. Um, I'm surprised that there are taxis in Sanford. To be totally honest, like you would yeah, kind that, of expect from the they, they would have to have send to somebody to go pick them up or something. Oh yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about yet. Well, well, I mean. I don't want to get too much into. I certainly don't want to talk about the actor himself, but uh, just the more the, the the snippets of Jim Broadbent. Can you? Oh imagine, yeah, the voiceover. <laughs> can you imagine ever getting a voicemail from Jim Broadbent? I it, I would never delete it. I would keep it forever. Just it's him. It, it all of it is. It's pure exposition. It's just like go to this train. You'll get picked up at eight a.m. And it sounds like <laughs> Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you that everything's going to be okay. We're pre- yeah. We've prepared a cottage for you on Spencer Hill. No. Oh, one more thing. The cottage isn't ready. <laughs> we could tell you anything. No. There's been a terrible accident, Nicholas. <laughs> Your whole family is dead. Your family wiped out in a typhoon. <laughs> <laughs> the cottage was carried away. <laughs> Blown into the ocean, Nicholas. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that. <laughs> why don't you guys go check out the other podcast at duelinggenre. dot uh, com? So you just go duelinggenre. dot com. We have tons of uh, podcasts. More on the way. I've heard. Uh, I've gotten a few uh, pitches that I've approved for a new podcast uh, coming in the future. Some really really cool ones. Um, we will uh, when when uh, one in particular comes on, we'll have to have that person on uh, as a guest this season, so they can uh, talk about their new show because it's. It's going to be really cool. Um, so uh, go check out duelinggenre.com. You can check out all the other Minute podcasts that we have, including uh, Cass and Norman on Lord of the Rings Minute, uh, yeah. as well as The Doctor's Companion, which Nick and I do with Cassandra, uh, which is a Doctor Who podcast, and uh, so many other things. So go check that out at duelinggenre.com. And we will be back uh, tomorrow with Minute 9? Where are yes. Nine. Yeah, 9. Yeah. With Minute 9... <laughs> For the greater good. The greater good. For the good. greater good.